0: Chanel here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. Lined up my good friend and client of more than two years now probably. We're going to dive into Elsbeth's story today but we are finally doing a podcast together with Elspeth who has lost more than 75 kilos so it has been quite a journey and I think that this little conversation we have today is going to be super helpful for just everyone really because you Alsbeth are an inspiration however I think it's really interesting when we dive into your story a lot of people will learn just not only from your consistency, your persistence, um, your uh, willingness to be coached, um, the amount of different things you tried, uh, you know, pushing outside of your comfort zone. It's going to be um, a, just a real, really good information for just anyone wanting to improve their health and wellness story. So I'm super excited to do this with you today. Okay. Well. Just a little bit
1: about myself, so um, over the last 20 years, I was always very, very overweight a bit and um, I went through cancer about 23 years ago and I got through that all right, it was uh, but I got through that all right, it was about 23 years ago now and uh, but after that I was also in menopause and I didn't know much about it, I lived remote uh, in um, different, on Fraser Island, I lived also on a Rock for many years and so there was no support at all with uh, uh, menopause or anything so I just struggled and carried on and uh, working in the hospitality industry was always very hard because you only had staff-contained food available to you. And that was mainly high, high, high carb noodles and spaghetti and uh, cheese and just not right thing. And, of course, after work, we would go get together, have a few drinks, and my wages would go on and on and on. Even so, I run around all the time at work. It wasn't enough exercise, and I don't like exercise. So it didn't help either, and... uh, yeah, and uh, anyway, so um, then um, maybe about six, seven years ago, the first time I put down my sciatica, and I had that fixed with a couple of painkillers, and it was okay again, but then, um, oh no, that was more, about eight years ago, and then about six and a half years ago, I put that sciatica out again, and it just would not heal, so I had MRIs and all that, and I was diagnosed with advanced osteoarthritis in my hips and knees. So, yeah, that was hard for me to take. I could hardly walk. I was um, on crutches. I was actually ready to get myself one of the mobile scooters to get around. In the meantime, of course, I've been now working about eight, eight and a half years at Hamilton Island. So again, of course, doctors are always on the mainland. So it was always, you know, oh, I don't need to go to doctor. I can manage. I don't need to go to doctor. And uh, so I just managed. But the pain was just awful. And then um, 2020, uh, COVID started. And that's all. That's it's the lockdown. And I said, oh, I have to go on a diet. I can't go on like that because I sort of heard stories COVID. If you get COVID, it's no good if you're overweight. So I thought, well, that's it. I have to lose weight. By then I was oh, huge, 155 kilos. I don't know what that is in pounds, probably about 340 something pounds for all the ones who have got pounds. I don't know how much in stones, but it's a lot. And uh, so I went on a keto diet. And uh, while we were in lockdown, I was, of course, a little more on the internet, and I found Chanel uh, on the internet, and uh, I could see she was a keto coach and uh, in those days, and uh, I hooked up, we got to chat, and uh, uh, she helped me through more or less from then onwards, so that's, uh, that's three and a half years ago, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, wow, three and a half, yes, years, it's half, gone, half, it's half gone, years, it's really yeah. gone fast, isn't it? So, when I met you, I just want to reiterate for the listeners that when I met you, you were on crutches, yeah. you were 155 kilos, yeah, maybe that right? even a bit more. Yeah, you were in a lot of pain, you weren't able to be very mobile, you weren't happy. Yeah and this is the starting point so I want to give the listeners a perspective of where we started so because because Elspeth's story you know she's lost 75 kilos so a lot of people listening to this won't need to be losing 75 kilos they might be needing to lose 10 kilos or 20 kilos but you have shown us that you can lose 75 kilos, you were on crutches, you were in pain, you had all of the challenges in front of you. So what I want to do is dive in and kind of explain to people some of the things that we've done over the time. So because Elspeth had so much weight to lose, she was on a keto diet and then we started implementing some fasting. Now Anyone that has listened to any of the content that I put out will know I'm a big fan of fasting. Fasting is natural medicine for the body. Elsbeth and I, and we'll talk about some of this in a minute, have really done every type of fast. So she's done, she do, still does intermittent fasting. She does 24-hour fasts. She does 36-hour fasts. She's done 48-hour fasts. She's done 70-hour fasts. What's What's the longest fast you've done?
1: 72. Yeah, 72.
0: Yeah, 72. Yeah. 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 Now, if you've listened to the content I put out, you'll know that each of those fasts do different things in the body. So the reason that we have used fasting as a tool is initially Asbeth had a lot of body fat to, to shift. So we wanted to take her from being metabolically inflexible, which you would have been when I met you, to teaching her body how to use that fat and move it on obviously. So fasting is a tool as you know that breaks down that resistance and teaches your body how to use the fat. So that is one thing I want to reiterate that that like on this journey Elspeth has been like incredible at being able to put herself outside of her comfort zone because You might want to talk about the first time you did a 60-hour fast and how challenging that was for you.
1: They were hard, especially the first first 24 hours are probably the hardest because you think of food all the time, but lucky for water. And uh, so drinking a lot of water helps a lot and keeping yourself busy. So I always made sure when I was fasting I wasn't on my day off. I was always working, so at least I could... You know, like, because then at least you don't look on the clock all the time. Uh, if you're off, you're always, oh, yeah, another, you know, so much to go. But uh, when I was working, I it was easier because I kept myself busy all day. And then in the evening, I just went to bed earlier because if you're sleeping, you don't have to worry about thinking. The second day was better. And then uh, so the second 48 hours was better. And then it wasn't much longer to go after that second day was over, you know, you can start preparing, what am I going to eat,
0: you know, (laughs) when I get off the fast, yeah, so, yeah. What I hear you saying is stay busy, so pick a day or, or a period of time where you can keep busy and also sleep might be a tool that you can use to help move you through it. So if you're kind of struggling, like just go to bed, read your book and go to sleep and that can maybe move through the time a bit faster. Um, so as as we talk about fasting, because a lot of people will be listening to this wanting you know fat loss results for themselves one of the things that both you and i have used um, as a tool to help fasting has been ketones exogenous ketones so i just want to talk about that because if people are listening to this they have not, maybe not done any fasting before that was you when we started and it was also me when i started so there are things that you can do to help, and ketones are one of them. So, I don't know if you have anything you want to share about using ketones. Yeah,
1: that, that was the first. You know, it was so much easier to actually fast, especially in the beginning. Uh, uh, we just had a ketone, and it doesn't take you out of the fast. Doesn't spike your sugars, and it kept you fuller. And uh, lunchtime was uh, little broth, and the same thing. It was all formulated for fasting and it kept you going through. But uh, nowadays actually the last three, three weeks I've been doing these water baths and um, oh, even a bit longer now, just doing water baths and I haven't even used the ketones so my body is more
0: adapted now, so that's good. So that just shows how far you've come. Like I hear you saying though, they do help if, if someone is listening to this and they're like i don't think i can fast they do help and i can attest to that as well and they just keep you fuller for longer they just uh also because you are when you're fasting sometimes it can be a mindset thing where you actually are like i can't have anything and we all know that when we take something away all we want is to have so when we're taking food away then this allows us to have something even though it's not food it it still tastes nice and you feel like you're actually allowed to have something even though you're still in a fasted state so I think some of that mindset shift can come into it as well so obviously you and I have been working together from a I want to kind of explain you know how maybe a couple of the dynamics that we have experienced together so obviously Elspeth is one of my one-on-one clients now when I mean she's had amazing results and some of the reason for that is because she has known how much she needs to eat because we've calculated that for her. So because she wanted fat loss she needed to know this is the amount of calories and she needed to be under that. So there was a period of time where Elizabeth was just on a keto diet because she had so much weight to lose. Now. I don't, as a nutritionist, recommend the keto diet for all people. It is more of a therapeutic diet. Um, It is very quite low in uh, protein, very high in fat. So, generally, if like if you have certain requirements, and Elspeth fell into that because she had so much weight that she wanted to lose it actually was a good choice for her so it got to a point though where then we talked about okay we need to up your protein so for a period of time I want to say maybe 18 months do you reckon it was 18 months that you did the keto diet or two years yeah two two years years, maybe yeah, yeah And, and then she kind of plateaued, so when we got to that point, we were like, okay, this is now where we need to start upping your protein, and so this is where then we changed the process, we upped her protein, we changed her macronutrients, we had to do a bit of work together because she was so switched into the keto way that she had to learn that carbohydrates weren't the enemy uh, and then just how to regulate that so that's when we went to high protein and then recently this year um, Elspeth is now carnivore so which is is actually like a keto diet but it's a different format of it um, and it really has helped her and you can explain yourself but because It is anti-inflammatory, but it's also very good for gut health. So you might want to explain to people about the carnivore diet. Same thing, as a nutritionist, I don't really, you know, provide the carnivore diet as an option that I would recommend everyone go on necessarily. But for Elsbeth and what she was facing, it was actually a really good option. And you can explain what has happened to you, Elsbeth.
1: Okay, so in January, I was uh, still on keto, high high protein with vegetables. And uh, a friend of mine uh, sort of pointed out, with you're eating all these vegetables with a lot of oxalates because I not only have osteoarthritis, I also have uh, stage 3 lipedema, which is uh, a different type of uh, uh, fat again so uh, and that that gives me still heaps of butter sometimes and uh, yes yeah, so and uh, I didn't even know what oxalates were that some of those vegetables have that so I had to google and uh, check these out and get back to Janelle and ask her and all that so I started cutting that out and then it was only February, March, I said, oh, I might as well just eat meat if I can't have all these vegetables. And uh, so uh, I started looking into carnivore diet and uh, looked it up, and I thought, oh, well, I'll give it a go. So now I'm in my six months, and I've been really, really, really strict because I still have pain, especially in my right leg, not as severe. I don't wear – I only wear – I use my walking stick once in a while because my right leg is still very weak, and uh, so and I don't want to fall over. I'm sixty-seven, so you can't sixty-six sorry. sixty-six. You can't fall over in that age, otherwise you don't get up anymore. And uh, so yes, I have to be careful when I go out. So sometimes I take my walking stick with me, and uh, but anyway, so six months. Uh, down the track and release me the last three months uh, last three weeks I hardly had pain i started to walk less limping I was always limping even without a walking stick but no not so much pain and now six months into carnivores strictly meat eggs water salt and uh, I i I am so really it's one more level up for me and that's absolutely wonderful and but I still um check in with uh, my nutritionist here all the time every couple of weeks we check in uh, to make sure you know that I have always my protein even when you are on something like that it's an elimination elimination diet and so you see what you can do, you know, eliminate from your... I even got rid of uh, cheese once and maybe every couple of weeks I might have a little bit of cheese when I go out or in my friend's place for some party I have some cheese and a little bit of uh, salami or ham and things like that because that they also have a little bit higher different sugars in it and all that so I try to stay away from those. Yummy foods I usually like yes. over so many years. Yes, for, so in European and uh, yes, so yes, I, true. Yeah, from Switzerland, love my cheese. So now it's, yes, it's, yes, it's cheese,
0: yes. cheese, cheese, cheese is, cheese is like chocolate yes, yes, for me, yes. like ours is like cheese. Yes, so, yes. so. So, so the carnivore diet has been awesome for Um Now, those of you listening to this and that might be thinking, "Oh, you might have some sort of inflammation. You might have some aches and pains." And when I'm talking about like aches and pains, these are like chronic, like chronic injuries, like plantar fasciitis or um, tennis elbow or frozen shoulder. Or there's lots of these ailments that actually come up and like we're talking to our menopausal tribe here and so I personally am also on a low oxalate diet so you don't necessarily have to do it via carnivore everyone's situation is different so Elspeth the carnivore has suited her perfectly she has had amazing results with it I'm on a lower oxalate diet just obviously eating high protein and a standard you know well I obviously high protein diet still eating vegetables just not high oxalate ones so if you are listening to this and you're experiencing some sort of chronic like injury pain now the issue we have is that we know now musculoskeletal injuries are one of the highest kind of ailments and menopause as well like it is actually like a symptom and a side effect of menopause so what I tend to do with my clients is get them to do an oxalate quiz and that very quickly you work out whether oxalates are playing a role in your situation like for me all of the things that were I was eating pretty much were very high in oxalates and then I was like yep yeah, this is me like so I knew that when I would make these changes then the inflammation and sure enough like it has been a game changer. So what I tend to do if you're listening to this and you're like I've had plantar fasciitis for two years like that's not normal all right. So what I tend to do is get you to do an oxalate quiz and from there we can then like put you on to some sort of program too because you need to manage it very specifically because if you don't do it a certain way it can actually really mess you up badly. You can't just go cold turkey on the oxalates. You have to have a process of being able to follow. So I just want to mention that while we're having a chat about oxalates, because both you and I have had issues with them. um, The other thing I wanted to chat really quickly, we're just going to try and keep this conversation today to about half an hour. So I'm mindful of everyone's kind of listening time. But um, Elsbeth has also done my six-week program. So I thought it would be great to hear her kind of take on jumping in to the Thrive in Menopause six-week program. So those of you who haven't joined uh, one of the programs yet can kind of get her take on that. She had, um, she did like a couple of rounds and really was like, you know, always on the Zooms and always in the Facebook group. So maybe you can give your perspective of uh, the program so everyone can understand.
1: Okay, well, the first time I listened and I tried to adapt to this protein, you know, I had the protein and I have to have about 140 grams a day. Uh, so between 120 and 140, I thought, I can never do that. I can never do that. So I got the protein shake as well. And then as I sort of looked at it, I thought, oh, I'll just... And I was intermittent fasting, so trying to do two meals and hit the uh, protein it was really hard. So what I did, I divided that by three, and then I worked out my meals this way. And because I was still trying to be low carb, as low-carb as possible, so I had my veggies and I had my protein, and I had a protein shake... And uh, in the afternoon as well, where I, you know put some more in, I would uh, do jellies, uh extra, which was my dessert instead of having other sugary desserts, and uh, and I started to eat it, and uh, it was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. uploaded menus, you know, we all teach each other different things because we are all different, we all eat a little bit different, even though there is a program there like. I have my own program of uh, food uh, in my diet and, uh, and then other people have something else as well. Some are a little bit higher on top, some are very low, or in the middle. And so we just have to adjust that. But the main thing is to hit your protein. And uh, and that was not easy in the beginning. But in- it's, now, it's, now it's, well, it's now easy for me. But
0: uh, even now I have... To, and yeah. did you... Did you enjoy the community oh, aspect it. of being in the
1: groups? love group it. There's always, yeah. players, right. there's always, you know, like you try to win it and I won a couple of times and, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't like sport, so I did I win sporty outfits. so <laughs> that's good for me. Um,
0: and- and why was the community aspect so helpful? Because do you think? we
1: help each other and we still like and I made friends like on you make friends and you start chatting to each other and you like each other on Facebook and then you start becoming friends behind and you talk to each other and you share recipes and then you if one has a bad time you you help each other. I don't about it. You can't get back up. You know, it's okay when we can, You know, we all we all fall off the horse. We all have to get back on again. And it's that it's to get back on again. And community is most important. Like that over seventy five kilopaths. I didn't do it on my own. I did it with uh, Janelle. I did it with communities. I did it. Even now, I'm in a carnival community, and uh, we have a doctor there as well. And it's always together. It's always as a group. And I still do with Chanel a few times the group, and I might even do the yeah. next one. So, okay. Yeah. Oh
0: yes, yes, yes. There is that there, one, yes. So yeah. So so what I hear you saying is it just helps you like stay accountable stay like the days that are hard it helps you do the things like because I think what people need to understand is when we're like like Elspeth and I have worked together one-on-one but also in the six-week program what we're trying to do is create new habits new behaviors so the behaviors that used to Elspeth used to do weren't serving her and got her into a state where she wasn't healthy, she was on crutches, she had pain and now she's changed her behaviors, she's lost 75 kilos, she's like a new person, she's like got rid of the pain, you know, now she's inspiring other people but there's days and this is what I wanted to talk a little bit about where she has, we've been on a call and she's been like I didn't lose any weight this week or something happened, or this has been a challenge, and together we then have been able to like mastermind through it, work through it, help her move forward, and over that period of time now, she has learned not only about how to lose 75 kilos, how to get rid of the pain, how to live her best life, she has learned along the way how to overcome adversity, how to keep being consistent, how to be you know, persistent and keep being positive even when it doesn't feel like it's working. So this journey of like learning and you might be listening to this and it might not be fat loss for you. It might be menopause symptoms that are robbing you of your happiness right now. The same thing goes. It is whatever it is. It's like there's things you can do to change and it's leaning into that and doing it in a way where it's either you get like one-on-one accountability or you do it in a group environment where you've got a supportive environment around you to be able to help you move through and make some of these behavior changes because if you look at Al's and what she's achieved you know anything is possible yeah yeah
1: and also I learned one thing you forgot is about eating out or and and dealing yes. with friends who yes. say, what are you eating? Why are you like that, you know? Have a glass of wine and why are you not? But that's when I, when you, if you have something to get through, so when they, sometimes it's your friends who say, oh, just a glass of come on, it won't hurt. But then I say, look, I hurt Northern Dutchess for so many years, and that hurt. I I don't miss that glass yes. of wine. I don't want to hurt again. So I can do, I don't miss out or it was more, You, what are you missing out? Or don't you feel like a glass of wine? No, I don't because I don't want to go back to my crutches. I don't want to go back there. And so that little bit of glass of wine doesn't worry me at all. If I can walk longer, if I can get around better, that's that's for me now. So when I go out, I look at the menus in the restaurant. You get lucky to nowadays, you can Google that, what they have. And then I choose something maybe beforehand. And uh, I always have uh, mineral water or soda water uh, instead of a glass of wine. Uh, I think I've been going well for about four months without one glass, uh, which is great. And when I had it, I didn't even feel like it. And uh, so I managed to get through, and if I go to a friend's place, I bring something, and then I know I can eat it. So, you know, for everybody, make a vote for something, and I bring it along, and then that way I can eat as well, and then you don't feel, you know, like, or they don't feel they have to cook separate for you. Yeah, so that's the way to get away. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that because everyone, Elisabeth's just given you a couple of tips on how to eat out when you're going to friends and then just be strong when the peer pressure comes because it will come and we all face that at some point so I just want to thank you so much for joining me today Elsbeth you know I'm so proud of you and you inspire so many people if you guys are listening into this and you also insp- uh, feel inspired by hearing Elsbeth's story today go follow her on social media she's always sharing tips and tricks and part of what she's doing on her journey so you can go find her I'll put your details in the show notes Elsbeth, so people can find you and follow you and um stay tuned because she's not finished yet she's still on her health journey still going strong and we will probably have to do an update you know in the future so we can see what else you've done in the future so thank you so much for joining me today no worries thank you thank you for everything Thank thank you everyone for tuning in and we hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.